Hey guys, this is Dan. So before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to say one thing, and that is that we have a Ko-Fi page. You can find us at ko-fi.com slash roadtriprecap, and we will have a link in description below. This is a place where you can interact with us and also support the podcast. I'm also going to be posting some photos up there that will be relevant to the stories we have told or will tell in the future. None of these photos will be paywalled. They will be free to view for everyone. However, if you do feel so inclined, there is a place on our Ko-Fi page for you to send us a tip and show your support for the show. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode. It is a fantastic one. And when you're done listening, you can head on over to the Ko-Fi page and check out some of these photos because I'm sure you'll have some burning questions. All right, here we go. Okay, bye. Hey there, listeners. We are back for another episode of the Baseball Road Trip Recap Podcast. I am Trafton, and I'm here again with my buddy, Dan. Hello. And Dan and I have been best friends since we met way back when in the sixth grade, and we are recapping our 60-day baseball road trip from the summer after our senior year of high school. That makes this a best friend slash historical documentation slash epic adventure podcast. But really what this is, I guess, is just two friends talking about the road trip we took in the summer of 2007. And this is episode number three. What are we covering today, Dan? Well, after an eventful leg in Southern California, we are heading to Phoenix, Arizona and beginning to make our way to Houston. This segment had much driving, many desert miles logged on the car, and uh, probably the most driving driving to stadium ratio we have in the whole entire trip. I think so. And it was early on. I remember, I mean, we're going to get into all this, but so much desert just so so much driving and a lot of the most driving to baseball ratio that we had on our entire on the entire summer right yeah definitely yeah so we wake up the day at this point is what june 11th and we wake up in in la I believe we're at your your brother's um, apartment at that point in time and we decide, I mean, this is the first leg of our road trip where we're on our own. Yep. Um, nobody, no, no parents, nobody meeting us at the ballpark, even when we get to Arizona. So we're just kind of fully on our own. And we wake up in L.A. and hit the road. And it's a mere 370 miles, uh, roughly five and a half hours to Phoenix. Yeah. Um, what do you remember from this I don't know. This is kind of fuzzy. I remember a few points of this, but what do you remember? Thankfully, I have the blog, which I'll, I'll I'll quote in a little bit here. But do you remember anything spectacular from this stretch of of beautiful Americana from Los Angeles to Phoenix? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember the thing I remember the most is like you kind of cross the threshold when we were leaving L.A., where we're out of L.A. and we're into the desert. And it's kind of like, oh, wow, like, oh, it's different. Like, oh, there's like the trees are gone and the landscape has changed. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just different, different everything. And then we're like, oh, wow, it's different. It's, it's interesting. And then it, it stays the same for the next like 700 miles. Forever. <laughs> like, for the next, and you're forever. like, uh, all right, I guess it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 10, man. Uh, Interstate 10 is a lot of stretches and 
basically you get through halfway through he- for through Texas and it's kind of all the same. Um, I'm checking myself already. We we left on Saturday, June 9th. And that was after we did, by the way, three days in a row, three ballparks in a row, three baseball games in a row, and all in different cities. And we actually have tickets to the to the Red Sox Diamondbacks game in Phoenix that night. Somehow we pulled off the first four days of this road trip, uh, four games in four different cities. And so no breaks, uh, no breaks to start. We really, really shot out of the cannon on this road trip. Yeah, I was uh, I was impressed that we were at four four stadiums in four nights. Again, it's definitely like the density of Southern California helping us out. Yeah, um, and you know, it's like <laughs> I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed we did that for the first four days. You know, definitely. Um, the other thing I wanted to say too is that you kind of mentioned this too, where it's like this was our first like real real leg on our own. Uh, yeah, and I I do like. It, it it was this weird thing because like we we kind of had training wheels for the first part right where like your dad drove totally your dad drove down to la we stayed with like really close family but now we're on this part of the trip where we're actually like checking into random hotels yeah. <laughs> you know like like yeah. very much very much 17 year olds on our own and like it it's definitely a shift <laughs> even though we were already like yeah we're still on this on this road trip it, it definitely felt different because it was definitely like, oh, yeah, it's just it's just you and me, bud. Yeah, that was it. it the, the training wheels is a good metaphor for that. It's like, you know, freshman year of college, you know, you're on your own, but you're still getting like you're spending meal plan points like you're not spending actual money. Yet. Yeah, like your your parents are still there watching over yeah. you. We're yeah, but we're really we're really going into the great beyond at this point, you know? Yeah, totally. And and it's like the only thing ahead of us is the rest of the of the nation and the rest of the summer. So this was this was the beginning of the road trip in in its full entirety. Um, going back to the drive, I will read the, this uh, this blog post that I had uh, once again. I'm, I'll read it all the way through, but just really quality piece of of senior year of high school uh, writing here. So this is talking about the drive. It was an interesting experience driving across the desert to Phoenix. First, the billboards started advertising trucker gas stations every 30 plus miles, as opposed to the Lakers and Dodgers games. Then the, the ground along the highway went from solid cement dividers to dirt and gravel, and then finally just dust and tumbleweeds. And of course, the air went from polluted and smoggy to warm and dusty, while the temperature rose from 90 degrees to 100 degrees. And end block. Obviously, there's in there. There's there's like just a twinge of my disdain for the metro area of Los Angeles, which I think, thankfully, we're getting away from that, so we don't have to. I don't have to hear myself be pissed off about Los Angeles anymore. Um, oh yeah, no, I read I read your LA Dodgers post again, and I'm like, it's not great. There's so much disdain. There's so much. There's so much pettiness in it. There's it's so petty. <laughs> so true. It's not great. Um, I, no, but it's also like, I, look, as a 17-year-old, I think you have a duty. You had a duty as a uh, San Francisco Giants fan to uh, express your disdain in a certain way. And I think you've accomplished yeah. that in the it. previous yeah. post. And this is the the tail end of that disdain, uh, making itself visible. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry to the city of LA. Like, it's it's a fine town. It, it's, it's a good spot. But yeah, we're, we're gone. 
and the temperature rising from 90 to 100 degrees. And we are on our way and we make one stop. This is, I remember this pretty well. I, I don't know why, but we stop in Blythe, California. Yeah. And I, we, I thought we had, we stopped at ta- a Taco Bell, but you remember it differently. Yeah, it was definitely Del Taco. It was 100%, 100% Del Taco. Del Taco is a great taco. I mean, yeah, I mean, for fast food taco, it's whatever. Um, but I remember because like we don't like I had been to one Del Taco in my life previously. And then also I just remember being kind of like bummed out about the town of Blythe, which the town of Blythe. I don't know. I don't know why I was bummed out. I was just like, man, this is like. This is it. This is the, the town that it's in. And we're just driving through it at a Del Taco. I don't know. It, but I remember that stop. I looked at it on uh, on Google Maps before hopping on on the podcast today. And I don't think that it, it, it seems like a town that the best thing it has going for it is it's the last stop in California before you hit Arizona. Like that's the claim to fame. And there's a lot of desert, a lot of just dry everything around there. I don't know if I felt sad about it, but I definitely didn't feel like, oh, this is great. So we got to come back here. <laughs> that was not quite the place. We got to return to this Del Taco and really live the life of this city, you know? Yeah, great spot. Thanks, Blythe, California. And quick little pit stop at the Del Taco, probably fueled up uh, from for gas there. And then all of a sudden we're in Arizona and probably a couple more hours before we hit the the Valley of the Sun. And we pull in, I don't know, anything else from the drive? Uh, I don't remember anything specifically from that drive other than other than like, oh, ooh, it's the desert now. And then it's like, oh, the desert's kind of boring now. Like, And we I, I don't remember anything from that. And it's like, oh, just get me to civilization. Just something like, is there a baseball park around here somewhere that that obviously just thinking in, in only in terms of baseball at that point. And so we pull into Phoenix, we check into the Courtyard Marriott, and we apparently we made it in, in plenty of time for that game. Um, and we hit up Chase Field. Yeah. So this is, as we said, listeners, we would give our, our first, every time we hit a new new ballpark, we'd give our first impressions. And I, I'll, I'll read the blog again. Um, because I think I, I wrote down all of my, my, my thoughts apparently on Chase Field. I think it's a pretty good representation and then kick it over to Dan. I will, I will say uh, again, I think there's like some disdain in my, like, was I an angsty 17 year old? I, I apparently I was. I mean, probably less than most 17 year olds, but I think, I think there's just it's built in, you know, <laughs> must be there's, there's like some baseball purist in me at this point that just comes out. And maybe also, I, I, I think I wrote this blog like as we were leaving Phoenix, yes, and like so, just surrounded by more tumbleweeds and desert, and so I was just like in a in a bad <laughs> state of mind, maybe. But um, yeah, yeah, here we go. All right, Chase Field, the Diamondbacks' uh, home field, was unlike any stadium I've ever been to. It's indoors, which I have no problem with because uh, they air conditioned the place to about seventy eight degrees. Uh, which compared to the outside world was great. Um, But that's also the problem. Like I said, Dodgers Stadium was an eerie experience, but at least I felt like I was watching a baseball game. The Diamondbacks don't play on a baseball field. They play in in an airport hangar 
for a gigantic abandoned warehouse that just happens to have some grass and seats and hot dogs. Even when the roof is open, it doesn't feel like I'm outside. Oh, God, you yeah. rode with that person for like another like month and a half. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, I'm so sorry. I mean, in defense of that person, I was probably just as insufferable. I just didn't write <laughs> a diary at the time. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, at the end of this, this podcast season, we'll probably get to like, so what were the few days after, uh, after we separated? Like, did you just, well, were you so excited to get away from each other? Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was my impressions of Chase Field. I mean, I, I will go back and I'll, I'll say that I remember being in this airport hangar with a baseball field and at the bottom of it being like, what is this? What's happening? Like, I, I, I agree. And I remember, I remember this, uh, the stadium very well, but yeah, I, I, I just remember being, I remember being more confused, but apparently I was also, you know, ticked off. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> um, you remember me being pissed off about it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and it was refreshed by reading the blog, uh, when I did earlier today, this is part of my routine too. When I prepare sure. to reminisce is I I'll skim the blog and just be like, see, see what's there, see what I remember and, you know, kind of go from there. But, uh, reading that blog post, I was like, yeah, I definitely remember. Um, not only were you like irritated about the park, you were like irritated that it was like an affront to the rules of baseball as you know it. Yeah. Um, what a, what atrocities have been. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing that I think is hilarious <laughs> is that my opinion of Chase Field was so just not like I was like, yeah, it's all right. Like, <laughs> I remember just my opinion calm, of calm this part. Yeah, I remember my opinion of this park was really just like, yeah, it's fine, but I'm not freaking out like Trafton is. Like, <laughs> that was my that was my uh, opinion, and I had also been there before. So, oh right, right, right. right. Um, so maybe it's the second time around. I was just like, yeah, I've been here. Like, I I see, I know, like, oh, they have the little vents. Yeah, it's indoors. Yeah, it's it's kind of different, but um, I wasn't that like I wasn't as shocked. Like, I feel like your world was turned upside down by this ballpark. And mine was, was like, yeah, it's an indoor stadium. Like, yep, this is what they are. <laughs> Get used to it, man. We got a bunch more stadiums to see. If you're going to be just, you know, livid about everyone that isn't the giant stadium, it's going to be a long summer. Yeah, and well, and I don't know if this was a conversation, but I'm sure it came up where, you know, I was like, you know, it's like 90, 98 degrees outside yeah. in the sun. Yeah. And if they opened it, we would all be burnt alive. And you're like, yeah, but baseball should be outdoors. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is we're in Phoenix, Arizona, but like it's July or it's June. Or... I, it's it's the beginning of June. No, totally right. Totally, totally accurate. Um, I I had to just get over that and be fine with the fact of being in an air conditioned uh, space yeah i mean it certainly has a different feel to it like like right. it definitely has a different feel to it but it's also like there's nothing for me there was nothing like super extreme about the part like there's nothing i have an extreme opinion about like because yeah. it just felt like a regular ballpark to me like yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm worried that this is going to be my opinion for a lot of them but it's just a relatively modern <laughs> indoor park and 
uh yeah it had features yep. and the normal the normal ballpark stuff you would expect but nothing like extreme no looking back on it thank god that was an indoor ballpark because <laughs> it was so hot outside i i get it i mm-hmm. i get it i mean i think my only my only experience up until that point of baseball in arizona i mean we had been to spring training before yes um and that was great you know just going to spring training games those are all outdoors those are in march yeah like those are those are on the tail end of winter and if tail end of winter in arizona is like bearable and like you're just outside taking in the sunshine then yeah the summer is gonna be just dog hot like it doesn't make any sense so i looking back on it i i will retract my angsty uh blog post about it great ballpark but very fun ballpark i i do remember one thing which was somebody hit a a home run or just a hard hit ball and i feel like i heard it echo off of like a wall and i got really really confused by that yeah i have no memory of of that but i'm sure it struck a chord with you (laughs) some things some things apparently struck chords with me um Oh, I'm glad you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned spring training too, because that, oh, yeah, yeah. that was actually something we could have brought up in the planning episode. Because it was like, that's true. The honestly, it was like the precursor to the precursor trip. I feel like, um, because I think well, it was also like this was this was early on. I want to say sixth or seventh grade. This was this was this was the sixth or seventh grade one. You you thought when you yeah. Well, well, it was like. We, we, I was basically like, hey, what are you doing for spring break? And he's like, you're like, I'm going to spring training. And you're like, wait, really? I am too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did this. I do remember we did this separately. Um, my my folks and I went, and then your dad and, and you went. And we're like, oh, yeah, we actually have tickets to the same game. Cool. See you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's. I, I think that was also like, because it was our first like traveling baseball experience, yeah. like, Again, they were separately planned. It was just a coincidence that we were both going and we ended yeah. up, you know, because we had the same spring break going to basically the same games. Um, yeah. And <laughs> uh, yeah, great times. And uh, didn't we watch, do we watch American Idol in a, uh, in a hotel room? Oh my God. I think we did. In, in spring training or? Yeah. I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it behind us. It was big American Idol fan at that point in time it was it was a, it was a sensation I, w- w- you couldn't escape it you didn't have a choice yeah at that point in time that was like that was like season one or two or three era of america everybody was was into that at that point I, oh. the reason i think the reason i remember it well my dad i think my dad remembers it too is because i think our the place me and my dad were staying was on uh, the other side of town so yeah you guys yeah. didn't want you guys no one wanted to miss it, so we went to our hotel and we watched it there. <laughs> what a good, <laughs> what a good memory! What a good callback! Yeah, um, I don't remember that from spring training. Um, I do remember going back to the road trip that there was something that we watched, and I think we started it at at the hotel in Phoenix. We started binge watching at any hotel we could. Um, it was deadliest catch during during the summer of the road trip. We were just super into deadliest catch. Yeah, I mean, 
I, again. I love that show. Who was it? <laughs> I don't remember it as a road trip show. I don't remember it as a road trip show, but I love Deadly's Catch. I also watched a lot of Deadly's Catch like later when I was in college, like all the time. Yeah. Um, but you're you're probably not wrong. I think this was the impetus to like that. that this was the start. You probably like, dude, we got to watch like flip it to Discovery Channel. There's probably Deadliest Catch on. And I started watching like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is rad. <laughs> this is so cool. So we watched a lot of Deadliest Catch whenever we were in a hotel room. You know, still to this day, nothing beats like some really mediocre, you know, cable at a hotel. Have we I, talked I about think... this before? Because I, I love hotel TV. It's very special. It's it has a unique <laughs> like like look. This is <laughs> I agree. I don't think we have talked about this before. I think it's totally true. Maybe maybe we we came to maybe this is one of these things that like became part of my personality 15 years ago and it's just become ingrained within me at this point. But hotel TV is so special to me because it's different. Like you always watch things that are different and things that are just like mm -hmm. you would never watch otherwise. And also, I think it's become even more so uh, that way in this era of like DVR and like streaming because I actually channel surf. I actually channel surf yeah. when I'm in hotels now and it's like, oh, this is this is a fun this is a fun experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't I mean, I think it, it probably checks out that this was the beginning of that because like we weren't in hotels yeah. uh, often enough. Not definitely not as like yeah, you know, young adults until this point on their you know, after our senior year. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of checks out, but I'm one hundred percent in agreement here. There is there's something very nice about just channel surfing at, on a hotel bed and watching some, you know, whatever cable. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also at this point in my life, it's like, hey, look, you can remove decisions from the decisions I have to make. And I just I just <laughs> push a button. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Any yeah, day. done. Done. Sounds good. I'm surprised we 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 probably agreed on a lot of television at that point in our lives, which is probably good as, yeah. you know, not only road trip mates, but also roommates, wherever we went, we, uh, we just like, yeah, deadliest cat sounds great. I mean, being roommates is one thing. And then also being trapped in a car, uh, with someone hours upon hours is also like, it's the next level. I feel like, Definitely. um, just cause you're yeah. like in a bubble, <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's nowhere to go. Um, and yeah. you know, I also think, hey, at this point, we're uh, morale is very high. We're <laughs> so we're, yeah. we're we're chilling, you know. Day four, game four. Let's. This is going to be a great summer. That was still our just such a positive outlook at that point in time, despite my disdain for Los Angeles and apparently, yeah, despite your snobbiness and generalized. Uh... I think, despite hating fifty percent of the ballparks that we had visited up until that point in time. Yeah. I, I guess it was optimistic. Yeah, you're a tough 17-year-old to impress, honestly. I guess so. Jeez. All right, so getting back to, back on track here. Game one, Saturday night, June 9th, Boston against uh, Arizona. First time seeing your Red Sox on the road trip. Great stuff. And night game, we, uh, the Red Sox win. Uh, Veritech, three RBIs, including a home, homer in the sixth and a double in the eighth to tie it three to three. And then the Red Sox win it in the 10th inning, thanks to a Mike Lowell sack fly to score David Big Poppy Ortiz. And of course, Papelbon comes in for the save in the bottom of the inning. Um, 
you think back like think back to that box score it's a great box score there's a lot of, a lot of a lot of good names i mean tech i'm glad we saw a lot of red Sox. there's I mean, yeah. the red Sox were fun to watch this year it was a uh fortunate coincidence that they were in town uh at that time and it's also an interleague game isn't it yeah yeah, uh, so even even more lucky in that in that regard and again like it just it just kind of happened and this happened yeah. for red sox games a few other times i feel like where it's just like oh sick what a great coincidence that we're here when they're here we'll, um, we'll save it as a teaser but the red sox might show up in another interleague stadium um in yeah. the first half of the road trip before we even hit boston yeah and when i looked at the uh the photo uh i let you borrow my shirt i think right? oh definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> that shirt is a little loose on me yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but you're like i want to wear a red sox shirt i'm like all right yeah and i you're you'll also notice i'm wearing a san francisco giants hat yeah yeah that, well you know. in that yeah it's only so much i can do we have we haven't we hadn't gotten to yaki way yet so you know i, I needed to I, I needed to wear what i could you're also in that photo wearing this is probably the next game so actually, let's just uh, jump cut to that game two. We go back Sunday, June 10th. At this point, it's a day game. Boston against Arizona again. And it is Daisuke Matsuzaka yeah. pitching for the Red Sox versus Randy Johnson, the big unit for the D-backs. And not much happened. The D-backs win five to one. Both Daisuke and the big unit pitch six innings in the Red Sox bullpen. And I think also some a lot of errors, it looked like. Um, blew it after Dice K left in the sixth inning. Um, but that was it. And going back to this photo, you're not wearing a Red Sox yeah. shirt. What shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing a World Baseball Classic shirt. For, for Team Not USA. It's Japan. Yeah, that's fucking... Oh, it's so cool! You're wearing a you're wearing a Matsuzaka shirt, like, and it kind of is rad because it looks like a Red Sox shirt too. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the coloring. I lucked out on the coloring. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, look, as a Japanese American, I am always thrilled for Japanese players. And uh, Daisuke, it was it was hype. It was hype to be a a, Daisuke, mm-hmm. a Japanese Red Sox fan. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. It was it was a good time. There was a lot of hype around Daisuke, and and uh, you know Daisuke was really good for these like first two years <laughs> it was great yeah i actually don't i was just thinking about that like he kind of uh, i don't know if he was he was fine for i think he was fine for this year he had a he had a so-so next year i want to say and then just yeah kind of petered off yeah i don't i don't even remember did he ever play anywhere else did he play anywhere else in the mlb i do not know i just know that eventually the red sox were burdened by the amount of money they were giving him <laughs> The albatross, the, the contract albatross. Yeah, that. Yeah, eventually, eventually. But for 2007, he did a great job. Yeah, that happens. I mean, hey, a lot of a lot of teams, even to this day, know that they're signing up a player like seven years for a lot of money. We know that probably four years are going to be really good. And we're just paying you the extra because we know somebody else is going to take it. So we might as well. Yeah. So that was, I yeah, that's a good photo, actually. Um, reds the me wearing your Red Sox. I think it's a Kurt Schilling shirt, and then you wearing the, the Japan baseball had Kurt Schilling's signature on it. It's yeah, great yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually realize it, but I I too am wearing a World Baseball Classic shirt right now. 
it is USA Buster Posey though. Back to nice whenever nice. this was twenty probably twenty fourteen, twenty twelve or something like that. Nice. Good job. Um thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Coincidental, really. So going back to the road trip, one quick note. I, I mean two, all right, two notes. One, we got upper deck seats both of these games and I was almost shocked and appalled at the ticket price on these. We paid ten dollars for the Saturday night game and then twenty bucks for the, the Sunday game, which is just appalling to think about. Like these would be so much more expensive yeah. uh, these days. I mean I think. I actually think. Yeah. I haven't gone to a I haven't gone to a Diamondbacks game in fifteen years. So it's it's funny because when you said day game, I remember I I vaguely remember having that conversation with you where I'm like, bro, if this was outside, we would be having a bad time. <laughs> and you're like, fine, I guess it's okay that they have a roof and air <laughs> ventilation. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, you you feel the sun here, right? Like, <laughs> oh, man. So uh, and sorry, then the buddy. other thing too, the upper deck, I do remember being in the upper deck there because I remember like the mm-hmm. stairs, like, you know, the stairs are really steep anyways but they felt really they felt steeper yep. when we were up there i don't know what it was yep. i don't know if it's how yep. they poured the concrete or what but like it was definitely like oh yeah these are these are upper upper deck we're really like this is why they call it the nosebleeds i get it i remember getting a little winded on the way up to yeah our final seats because it was just yeah i mean those stairs weren't normal like we were okay good i'm glad i'm glad i'm not the only person who remembers this the stairs and no it was it was a lot like there was, it, we were real up. I remember actually, this is kind of crazy, but I do vaguely remember Veritex homer in that first game because it was an oppo opposite field home run. And I remember looking at him like the vantage point we had, I had no idea how far he hit it. Like it, like the, you're looking down yeah. on the game itself. So like that could have been, like a line drive to the right field or it could have been a bomb and i can't really tell it just kind of like kept sailing and sailing. like you know when you you know when you used to watch like game casts on espn of a game and it would just like that ball would travel yeah yeah yeah. and it was just like home run oh okay cool yeah that's great i remember looking down on a home run and feeling very just like i wouldn't have known yeah well i think also like this is pretty common is is as far as seats go we just needed to get into the ballpark you know and like yes once we're in there we definitely would move for a large portion of the game just oh, just yeah. just walking around like like not even if we were there really early we might like actually sit somewhere but just moving around and like looking at the field from different angles is a great yeah. activity and something we always did and always enjoyed yeah. Uh, because it's also like you know it's how you get a feel a feel for the park um so I, I feel like for every stadium we go to we're we're spending some time in our seats but like our seats are really just like how we how we got in you know yeah that was that was our entry through the gate i mean this photo of us that we've already talked about like we're field level but I mean, that's because we got there early enough for batting practice i think i see like the batting practice are right behind us and yeah we saw we saw that stadium from every angle and we probably did the same thing we always do it's like well we know where our seats are two hot dogs and a soda yeah sounds good let's walk around the entire ballpark yeah (laughs) that was a good i yeah good first first leg we spent thirty dollars a piece on 
tickets to two games. I think that's pretty successful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Like there were some there were some phases I feel like of the road trip where we were definitely like, yeah, let's go to batting practice. Like, yeah, we'll really yeah. spend a lot of time there. And then there was definitely a turning point where we're just like, ah, as long as we get in, <laughs> as long as we get in, it's fine. Like, because we we also knew like show up in the fifth inning. <laughs> I think it's also we knew like how we like toured a, a stadium on our own and it's kind of like we don't need to be there for batting practice if we're gonna just walk around during the game anyways you know like yeah yeah that probably i that definitely waned i think there was a couple of ballparks where we we i mean somewhere we needed to see the ballpark for its glory um and so we got there early enough and then some were just like i don't really care about who's playing that much yeah. like uh we're kind of checking the box that's yeah. fine <laughs> i think i will i think the red sox playing here too is a little more motivating because we eventually get to these i mean it probably happened already in la but like we get to these points where it's like we we really the two teams that are playing are so insignificant <laughs> to our engagement uh with the game other than yes it is a game that is being played you know yes correct correct um, these two teams, however, these, this is in my research, looking back on this, I found this is kind of cool. Um, Arizona and Boston finished the 2007 regular season with the best records in the NL and AL. So these were the two number one seeds during the playoffs that year. And I mean, I, I don't really want to ruin it, but also this is 2007. People can go look this up too. The Red Sox won the World Series this year. Yes. And so this is our first chance seeing or first sighting of the the future world series champions and the d-backs in their own right made it to the nl champion uh national league championship series lost to the colorado rockies who we'll see and also i mean red sox swept them uh swept the rockies in, in the world series i do yeah. remember that i don't know if you that was yeah i remember I, that that was pretty cool like what, what was cool uh looking i looked at the um the bracket of the MLB playoffs this year and the Rockies won both of their first two series three to nothing and four to nothing. So they swept, they were seven and zero going into the uh, world series itself. And then they got swept by the Red Sox. So it's just like, yeah, so no, the Red Sox are just way better. They're just way better. Yeah. Great year to be a Red Sox fan. Good year. So that was, that was Arizona. Anything else? What, what did I miss about Arizona? before we hop on the road through and get into texas um yeah i don't know i do remember when you said johnson and dice k i do remember that matchup but it's also like not the most exciting game i mean you know it's a pitcher's duel so like there's not a lot of base runners <laughs> yeah it was it was one to one through the sixth inning which is like really cool to see some strikeouts but also like only if you're how cool is it from the from the upper deck that you're watching? <laughs> yeah. I, otherwise, I don't have anything else really on the stadium other than I was less disturbed than you were. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's fine. Again, it's, I'm sorry about it's, that. It's okay. You know, look, I had to sit in the car with you anyways um, afterwards, yeah. but it's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then uh, just more driving. So, you know, it's driving and then a stadium and then a lot more driving. This is, I mean, what a good, what a good caption for the entire summer that we spent driving stadium, a lot more driving. We, so we hop on the road 
uh, Monday, June 11th. And Phoenix to Houston is too far for one day. So we make a pit stop. We drive 650 miles, which is nine and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. We were in we were in the car together for one day for nine and a half hours, and we lived to tell the tale, which is pretty great. But we were in, we made a pit stop in Fort Stockton, Texas. Yes. But that that's just a little bit, a little bit into the way into Texas itself. So we crossed the border, but we actually didn't talk about this yet. Do you remember? We had a quick little run in with Border Patrol. Yes. I, w- I would like for you to start this off because I, I have some vivid memories. They're all a little anticlimactic, I think, but I have some vivid memories about this. What do you remember about the Border Patrol um, near El Paso? Yeah, so we were outside of El Paso. I remember this. I mean, part of the reason this exists very clearly is I think there was a video, too, uh, that we recorded uh, of us right. recounting this experience and the absurdity of it. Um, but so anyways, we were we were outside of El Paso on, on the 10, and then, you know, we get these big flashing signs that's like, all all vehicles must exit all vehicles must you know divert or whatever and we're like uh yeah. all right okay here we go and uh so they they funnel you into this little stop station and um you know it's we're two 17 year olds driving uh by ourselves uh <laughs> california yeah. california plates and we get it to this stop again it's big flashing lights we really don't know what's happening and we're just like this is weird and we get there. I'm driving. We roll down the window. Oh, you! I don't. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I, I, I kind of vaguely remember it was like getting to be dusk. Yes. Um, because I do remember there was lights and like the lights were getting at the. I mean, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't miss it. You there's you can't miss this stop, and you're actually funneled into it. Like there's no choice, you know. So it's like okay, okay. And we have we have zero things that are like in our car that could be you know, devastating to our, our like, we're not going to get incarcerated for some energy drinks in a, in, in the backseat, but we're just like, what is going on? This is not okay. Um, I, I, I remember being very freaked out and not understanding why I was freaked out. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, it's a new, it's a new experience, but anyways, we, we, uh, we roll down the window, uh, guy leans over. He says, Hey, are you guys U S citizens? And, I go, yeah. And he goes, all right, carry on. <laughs> he Done. just waves us through. Yeah. That was, I, I do remember them saying, all right, carry on. Yeah. Like that. Like, really? Well, <laughs> that's all? That's it? <laughs> yeah. This buildup is just, come on. And again, there was there was a lot of tension for really nothing. And, and you know, we were driving away from it being like, I can't believe that was what it was. You know, and it's yeah. also like he didn't look at our driver's license. He didn't like, you know, we had California plates and we're just like, they didn't really care. Like, whatever. I mean, you know, hey, I guess they're they're looking for something specific. And uh, two 17 year olds in a Volvo was not what they were looking for. Yeah, gotta love it. I, I remember telling that story to like some some friends in college at one point in time. And they were like, actually pissed off at me that like nothing more interesting happened. They're like. You built this up to be so much bigger. And then they just said, all right, carry on. Yeah, I mean, that's a story. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That was it. <laughs> well, that's how that's how we experienced it. Yeah. <laughs> it was anticlimactic for us, too. Don't worry. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, what do I say? Like, do you wish that they found something? Like, I, I don't know what to say. So we, we make it past Border Patrol and welcome to the to the great nation of Texas. Yeah. And that's our, our entryway. Sorry, I forgot that we did around or before this. Um, I remembered from looking at the blog, we were passing apparently by Tucson, Arizona, and we saw what we, we thought was the final, or we knew it was the final In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. And I think I, I mentioned this in the last episode, so it's a callback. Um, we decided at this point, I mean, in our many, in our nine and a half hours of travel, um, of driving that day, that wouldn't it be cool if we tried to hit regional uh, fast food places in every place that we went, or every every new state or every new area we went. Yeah. And so that became a little bit, I mean, we already crushed it, obviously, in Blythe, California with Del Taco. So let's just keep keep this train moving. Um, and we all we really knew about was Whataburger in Texas, or all I knew about was Whataburger in Texas at that point. But that that became a theme. That became yeah. a theme. I mean, fast food was already a big part of our life at that point in time yeah. as teenage boys. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things where it's a good... Uh... I don't know. It's a good add-on. It's a good uh, cultural experience for the various regions. Um, you know, it's 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 nice. And you know, we also we already ate at Roscoe's, so that kind of uh, might have inspired us yeah. to a certain degree. And then also, <laughs> we were we were big fast food uh, enjoyers. Uh, we we definitely were. And also, we were also like I don't know, like we we were definitely like varying it because again we're stopping for fast food on a lot of these driving days and like yeah we would we we could we could do it and not repeat a single like chain for you know for weeks i think we did a pretty good <laughs> job of that actually yeah, well we we made it a, a side goal to not repeat as long as we could yeah um i think i remember we didn't have mcdonald's until chicago oh yeah i don't which is pretty remarkable you get you get all these choices at every rest stop, right? And we we were able to almost always choose something different from what we had previously. And you know what? I'm glad we did. Yeah. Uh, the variety, uh, it's, you know, it's good. It's good for morale. Really, yeah. As you said, a real cultural experience um, wherever we hit up. So we we make it to Fort Stockton in Texas, which I just looked up is actually like three hours past the border, past El Paso. So it was, I, I kind of recall, we, it was getting to be dusk around the Border Patrol run-in. It was like pitch black at Fort Stockton. We're like, just roll in. We're like, I just need a bed at this point. Yeah. I don't really care what you got. It's just Fort Stockton, thanks. And we wake up the next morning, and it's, do you remember, like, what was the morale? We're like, well, we just drove a crap ton. Do you want to drive a crap ton more? Because that's what we're doing today. Oh, well, I mean, I, I don't remember having a choice in 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 this in this uh, <laughs> avenue. Like, like, yeah, like, I mean, it was definitely that 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 singular stretch from Phoenix to Fort Stockton was definitely like, I I want to say the longest individual stretch. It was. It was. We might get one later uh, in Ohio, but or in the Midwest somewhere. But like that was there were yeah. plenty of things in between. Um, yes. But as far as like solid driving this one was definitely the biggest um yeah and 
you know, it wasn't typical for us because also most of the time, like we would have a day of driving planned, but it would only take us, you know, six hours, five hours, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe more. But this was the one where it was like the whole day is driving and it's the longest day of driving, you know? Yeah. Nine and a half hours, 650 miles. I mean, I remember we got a pretty good gauge for we could we could kind of hone in. Yeah. I remember specifically like 200 miles is three hours. Yeah. And so just like thinking that like 200 miles, three hours, that's like a good stretch. If you're the driver, yep. like that's your your goal as the driver. And that's we we got a chance to like sink in. Sorry, I'm probably probably butting in i know you you want to talk about the rules of the road that we no no we what? we established a rhythm you know we established yeah. a, a routine uh on how to break it up and and i think yeah 200 200 sounds about right um and also just uh getting the rest stop and the gas tank and the bathroom mm -hmm. breaks synced up was always a challenge but um <laughs> you know 200 miles is is just about right and we were we were good at at alternating and good at like, hey bud, how how are you doing? How are you feeling? How you feeling? Okay, all right. Uh, you know, and uh, do that like do that side maneuver. Which, like, ah, my back is kind of starting to feel it. Yeah, and, and again, it's not like the most strenuous work you've ever done, but it's also like, yeah, we were we were a team, and uh, you know, I think we were uh, it was a team effort. We were establishing our rhythm and. Uh, a rhythm that we had to maintain for you know the next two months yeah thank god for those beaded seat covers am i right they really went a long way especially through i mean through the through the hundred degree desert of texas having a little extra ventilation and a little you know back massage yeah that's 15 dollars you could get oh yeah no the beaded seat covers definitely were uh were proving proving their metal uh for sure in this in this leg yeah. yeah yeah so fort stockton we wake up the next morning houston texas is our goal it's 500 miles away eight hours is what it, it it says it took i don't remember how quickly we made it i guess that's if you do it straight um for some reason we i wrote in the blog we ate at the ihop um, right across from the hotel you yeah. know get a good grand slam breakfast yeah. and before you, you hit the road and say that's a bad idea or I, I don't know. Can't say that's a regional chain also, unfortunately. Uh, definitely IHOP. not, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we got some IHOP in and then we, we drove on and, and made it to, to Houston that night. Yeah. Um, in total, it was 1,200 miles, uh, 17 plus hours over two days that we made it. So, woof. Yeah, this is, I mean, looking at the map, we had Houston to Atlanta after this we'll get into was it was a big haul but we didn't do that in one we definitely didn't do that in one day yeah um what else about the 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 trip or the drive-in do you remember well i remember so it's hard to say which leg whether this was before fort stockton it was probably mostly after but i remember driving through texas was great like it was really? uh yeah it was pretty man like there was all these beautiful green fields and stuff. And uh, also the speed limit was like 80. So most people were doing like 90. Yeah, you could drive fast. So, you know, that was that was kind of exciting. And I do remember that there was a large stretch of this where we weren't on I-10. Um, for, for some reason, the, the uh, 
the GPS put us on a different highway. Uh, I think it was for like a San Antonio bypass. Really? So it was a state highway and it was really pretty and really beautiful. And also would stop into these weird little kitschy towns every once in a while. Um, yeah. With like stoplights and stuff. And then, and then like you pass through this town and then you're back to 80 miles an hour again. <laughs> so like uh, that was different and unique and pretty. And uh, I remember enjoying that very significantly wow i i remember i forgot about that yeah it it definitely shot us off of i-10 and i remember the little tech just i mean i keep i keep bringing up blight it was a little bit better than blight like nice little kitschy towns there's like some some cowboy boots on a you know on a billboard that you see and some spurs that you see yeah 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 a stat so yeah you got some it's like I, you felt like you were in texas yes. and then you got out of town and you hit 95 as quickly as you could yeah i also remember i was like cruising at like 90 ish and then i got i got passed by this truck going like <laughs> like a lot faster than i was and i was like oh okay like again look i was in the right lane i was in the right lane i was cruising there weren't any cars and then i got passed so hard and i was like they are not messing around here and all right okay sure yeah, that's I this was probably the first time of many times we you remember when you're driving like you would you would get an unofficial driving buddy like another car that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like never you never made eye contact with the driver, but like you were with that person, that driver for like, I don't know, an hour. You like solidly with that person for 50 plus miles and. Every once in a while, they would pass somebody on the right. You'd pass that car on the right with them into place, or they would fall back into the right-hand lane, and you would... You'd pass on the left. Yeah. Sorry. Pass on the left. Sorry. Did I say pass on the right? Yeah, you did. Oh, man. It's embarrassing. I'm screwing up. That's a Bruce Bean's uh, method of driving. So they would pull over to the right, pass them on the left, and you're just like, don't worry, guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, if you get a good follow buddy who has, like, a similar cruising speed, you could definitely pair off with them for a while. Yeah. And again, they also like the other thing, too, is I remember like they would also have to obey the same like passing rules as us because like, yeah, like if they didn't do that, it's like, oh, I don't want to follow this guy if they're going to pass people on the right. Stupid. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is obviously not worthy of being my follow buddy. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. I do remember at one point in time, and this could have been friggin' anywhere. Yeah. But there was one time where I like I had a good follow buddy for a solid 50 plus miles and he pulled off on the side of the road and I made a point to speed up as he was getting up, you know, exiting. And we both like looked over at each other and we gave like a salute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You I think you were asleep in the in like in the passenger seat and like I was like, damn, damn, damn. I just had a great follow buddy. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was so dorky. It was such. It was so bad. <laughs> well, you know, hey, it's it's a uh, it's one of those things of human interaction. It's a it's yeah. a silent a silent exchange, a silent camaraderie. Um, yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah, like I'm I'm looking at some of these photos too, and it's like uh, there's a lot of these like like little stores that had like all this like metal work out front. And like, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these little, uh, little souvenirs and like yard decorations and 
mixed in with like cowboy memorabilia and stuff like really nice really nice drive honestly probably the most interesting part of driving um and and i think like this is another thing that i kind of remember just about like just driving and also like looking at scenery is that i think growing up in california we were very spoiled with like our our scenic views of just natural beauty like like there's so many highways in california that you're just like oh this is really pretty um yeah and I feel like we got a lot of that in Texas. And then when we get to the East Coast, it's just not, again, it's just older and it's just not as, uh, it's just not as scenic, yeah. you know? And uh, I think, again, we, we were definitely like, man, California has some really nice sights to it. Yeah. I don't recall a lot about this drive aside from the fact that it was so friggin' long. Yeah. But looking back on the blog post I that I wrote, like at this time it got greener and greener and greener as you got deeper into texas yeah and that kind of i i I vaguely remember that like it got less tumbleweedy and more picturesque which was cool yeah oh well enough yeah photos nice i took a lot of driving photos for this um this length desert desert we had nothing else to do man road sign you know the one thing i wish we did more of is take more pictures of the welcome to state signs i think we i i remember always trying to well we always thought about it yeah we always i mean we had a lot of lead up <laughs> but you're driving past it so <laughs> you know it's, you have like a eight second window to get it we did get the texas one got the, it's it's a beautiful one too it's yeah uh, Look at that yeah. star. The Texas like state outline is there. That's not a sign. That is a monument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a nice one. Uh, and then here's Border Patrol. Really? That's what it looks like? Well, uh, look, I'm zoomed in, all right? I remember it being so much more. Epic. Well, I'm zoomed in. Obviously. I'm zoomed yeah, in yeah. a lot. There's a lot of rain. There's a lot of wetness. Yeah. A lot of rain on there. Yeah. I don't remember that. This this truck, I think this is a truck where it's like we got passed. And I was like, I'm going to remember this. <laughs> can you remember that the ford f-150 going 110 get to houston yeah we we arrive on you know the i guess tuesday june 12th and we uh we are staying with an old family friend of ours of mine alice and i mean i remember this i haven't seen alice and she was an old family friend of my family they she was actually our my sister's my older sister's babysitter in denver colorado and we i haven't seen her in years and i remember her just like we roll in and she has the biggest bear hug for both of us like welcoming in these two weary travelers these two like youngsters like they don't just come on in I, i'll take care of you from here she was like so sweet just so sweet yeah oh yeah totally i mean i uh as someone who i had no idea who this person was previously Mm -hmm. (laughs) she was super nice and super welcoming and uh very a very wonderful uh host to us and uh it was great good times and we had a place to stay we had a place to stay near houston yeah for three nights we were there three nights um it was great i i remember one of those nights probably the first one she had like a chicken pot pie, like homemade chicken pot pie ready for us. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Like that Grand Slam breakfast from this morning has worn off clearly. 
and I'm so sick of like bugles on on the road trip. Let's get some some actual sustenance in me. So I remember feeling great about just rolling into Houston, and then we didn't have a game to go that night. We go to the game on on Wednesday, June thir- uh, the next day, June thirteenth, and Oakland is in town. Um, at that point in time, this is kind of crazy to think that was also an interleague match at that point in time as well. Sure. Because Houston was in the National League at that point. And so we we had a couple days off, you know, lots of driving, obviously, and a couple days off from baseball and from stadiums. So we probably, like, got in and found a rhythm. But there was something that we walked. It was game one on Wednesday the 13th. And we night game, 7, 7.05 start. Again, we're in the upper deck, um, section 420. But as we walk into the stadium, we are greeted by some random people that say, do you want to be in a contest tonight in in the stadium? And it was TGF Salons, a local, a, a regional chain, probably the Supercuts of Texas. And they pulled me aside and say, we want you to be in the haircutting um, competition tonight. We're going to cut your hair, and you're going to be in a before and after photo. Are you in? And I mean, what, like, you and I probably looked at each other and we're like, well, we got to do this, right? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> this is a no-brainer. I mean, I, yeah, it was definitely like a, absolutely, we're absolutely we're yeah. in. Like, I, I, va- I remember this vaguely because it's like, I think this was one of these times where we were there early. And we were wandering, yes. yeah. And we weren't even wandering that far. I don't feel like before someone locked on to you and was like, "Hi, do you want to do you want to do this thing where you'll be in a contest and you'll be on the jumbotron?" <laughs> and again, we we like just gotten there. We were we were like like oh let's look yeah. at the gift shop and you know like <laughs> we were like doing whatever random thing to kill time for the game and instantly thrown into this. No, no, it was. I remember it pretty distinctly. We were like 10 steps through the gate. Yeah. And somebody pulled us aside. And we're like, what's happening? Yeah, some lady with a clipboard just out of nowhere. <laughs> and it was great. Like, and so we have the photo. The photo exists of like, they asked for, this is pretty great. It's on the blog as well. They're like, contestant like contestant entry form. So I write draft and beam. I write, you know, where are your tickets? Section 420 row 11 seat 13 and also what is your either cell phone or pager number which i mean even in 2007 dude like were pagers still a thing then i I have a hard time believing it but they asked for my cell phone or pager number just in case and so that's all it takes apparently you're in and we i mean we clearly didn't get to see any of batting practice because they take us right into the competition. And I mean, I remember I wanted, we have some photos of this, thankfully, but I remember they take us like into the bowels of the stadium. Yeah. And we're in like a vis, a random visiting reporters, like locker room. Yeah. And I'm getting a haircut all of a sudden, like 20 minutes. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think we can backtrack a little bit. So like they, they explained the contest to us and the contest is we're going to do, a before, a before the makeover and an after the makeover, 
and then you're gonna be yep. on the jumbotron and you know the fans the fans are gonna decide uh who the winner is and again it was all for like charity like tgf this this super clips equivalent was yep. doing haircuts at the ballpark for people for like super cheap right. and for charity like trying to raise money and then this was like the centerpiece that was going to be on the jumbotron at like what the fifth or the seventh yeah. or something like that yeah something like this was the seventh inning stretch and everybody got to vote in the stadium like a vote by applause of who the yeah. who the best makeover happened yeah the coliseum's uh democratic process of the the cheer the cheero meter but yeah I, I do remember like it was it was cool that we got it because we got to see stuff that we would never have seen of this stadium yeah like we got to go into the like the auxiliary press box because it was completely empty yeah um, but still pretty cool and then the the press box i remember was cool because it had a great view of the state of the field yes i mean there's a photo of me and i'm like double thumbs upping like yes great like cool teenager great photo. double thumbs up and and this is obviously my my pre-cut photo but great photo of just like the field right behind it some some players like taking some fielding practice and also i remember one one thing very distinctly which i don't i have no idea why but i i told them i'm like hey i need like an astros shirt i i told them i'm like this is actually really cool like we're me and my buddy here we're on a road trip like i'm in but I'm going to win this thing. I need like an Astros shirt. I'm wearing a Pacific Bell Park, like Giants t-shirt at this point in time. And so if you imagine just like somebody on this thrown up on the Jumbotron, like wearing a Giants shirt, nobody's voting for that. Not in Houston. Are you kidding me? Like I'm, I'm totally screwed. And so the person that the, the lady that finds us and pulls us aside when we're 10 feet into the 10 steps into the ballpark is like, no problem. No, we, we got it covered. 15, 20 minutes later, like after I'm done with my haircut, they they come and find me and they found me a like very dull, very bland, gray, heather gray t-shirt that says the battle of the boot on it. And it like the back says like Texas Rangers versus Houston Astros like 2006. So like somebody went to the gift shop and got like the discount rack cheapest like Astros shirt that they could find. <laughs> They're like, and it was also like a size XXL. Like, don't care, just give it to the guy. That and what? <laughs> okay, two things. Two things. One, I love okay. that you were doing this uh not only for strategy, like it's good strategy. Um oh, I was playing to win. Yeah. Like great, great, great job thinking the strategy Thanks. for winning, you know, Thanks. winner's mentality. You love to see it. Um <laughs> Two, trying to get something free out of it in addition to yes. what we were already involved in. And you're like, I, I need a shirt to great, great move. Um, yeah. I, I don't think this was a main objective of our road trip, but getting free stuff like, yeah, it was part of it. We'll take it. We definitely tried to go to some of these like first 10,000 fans or whatever. We were not super yeah. successful yeah, for yeah, most yeah. of them, but. I'm I'm really happy that you found uh, a way to do both of those things for this uh, event. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we ended up, we'll talk about this later because we got more to talk about on this episode already. But like, we ended up after this road trip with a lot of souvenir cups. Yes. And a lot of like very miscellaneous rally rags and bobbleheads from players that we do not care about. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you also, when we were in the planning phase, you also kind of looked at those like, oh, it's free beach towel night or whatever. Like, yeah. and uh, you would, you would kind of prioritize them at yeah. least a little bit in our scheduling. Um, Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. hey, I think great move because because then we get you know little little mementos here and there. Yeah, just random little mementos. I think we did get a Randy Johnson Diamondbacks uh, bobblehead at the previous stop, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, perhaps. Oh, the other thing I want to say about your shirt is that uh, that shirt was definitely not in the gift shop. It was definitely in a box somewhere in a pr person's office where they're like we like post sale oh yeah or it's like oh we have some leftover promo shirts yeah that's give it to this guy whatever who cares yeah we don't (laughs) nobody cares about this what size do you think he is it doesn't matter it's free just give it to him yeah 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 Yeah, i i the battle of the boot stuck out and i do remember thinking like they gave this to me and i was just like yeah Yeah. this thanks and i remember like there's no way i'm winning this like this is strike one i mean the court of public opinion yeah. is going to rule against this no doubt and so we get the like haircut where was the you were about to say I, oh I, yeah so it was like it was like the alternate like secondary locker room so like not the visitor locker room but like the backup to the visitor locker room or something like yeah. that it was a locker room that was completely empty but also it was like a professional locker room you know yeah. so like we were like oh yeah, this is still like kind of cool you know like it's different like we didn't expect to see this today so um you know again we're like asking them like what what where are we and these like hairstylists are like i have no idea <laughs> what are you talking about so yeah we were randomly in in the the bowels of this of minute made park and just i also remember very i, I remember i think they said like yeah you'll come down here and i was like oh wait like dan's gotta come too it's like i i don't i don't know if that like what do you what do you mean it's like no 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 like the dan's coming too like this is my buddy i i i'm not from the state of texas like uh i'm not gonna like send like depart and say like all right i'm just gonna go get a haircut enjoy the rest the first couple innings of this game and so you you that was like we had to we had to make sure that we got an in for you as well to to this <laughs> yeah i mean uh i don't remember that but i'm glad it i'm glad it happened cuz then i could yep. document it and uh go along with the ride you were the only plus one i think of uh of the contestants i guess i was cuz i'm thinking about the kid who was there and the kid was there <laughs> on his own right <laughs> yeah and I remember thinking that just like, no, 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 we need photos. Like photos of this have have to happen. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. Dan's coming. Yeah. And this is all going on the blog. So there's three contestants. There was me. There was like a, a, a kid younger than us. And then there was like some lady. Yes. And the lady, what I remember she was not thrilled with her haircut. Yes. Well, I think the thing I was saying is that uh, I think the lady with the clipboard who recruited us, I think she did a mm. great job because you are a very brightly orange haired man with a large oh. beard, even ultra, even at this time, um, the beard was pretty, pretty substantial. Yeah. So she's like, hey, this ginger guy, uh, 
it's going to be great for the haircutting. Right. The, the, you know, yeah. the possibilities are there. And I'm like, you know what? She's right. Great pick. <laughs> <laughs> Good pick. <laughs> One out of three. And then, yeah, I, I will not deny any of that. I'm 17 years old at this point. But, I mean, let's talk about, I, I had a beard. And it was like, my beard at that point in time grew from the bottom up. So I had like, I had graduated from the 15 year old, like just neck beard. And so I just had like, I had two, like at the, the bottom of a goatee that didn't quite connect with the mustache. And there was also not much of a mustache to connect to. We'll say that. Much. But wait, are you talking about after, after the haircut? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Before the haircut. After the haircut gets even worse. Oh yeah, no, I had yeah, yeah, no, I see, I see what you're saying. The uh, yeah, it's it's almost it's almost an Amish beard when you go in, like the just the the ring on the the chin strap, but very heavier, you know, like a heavy chin strap. And then they, let's just go into the, the haircut itself. How would you describe your finished look here? Mm. My finished look was. A very thin, uh, connected from the sideburns, and we're talking like quarter of an inch just chin strap from sideburns all the way down to jaw, follow through all the way to the chin, and connecting. And they left two like little, very, very tight little juts up on the the, the side of my chin, which would connect to it was. The goatee that would connect to my mustache if I had a mustache at that point in time. I'm sorry, I was only 17. Everybody, there's only so much I could do. So I got a very tight, very tight chin strap. And also they just faded. Like the back, uh, the back of my hair was just a simple fade onto the top, like pretty much a buzz cut. Yeah. I remember my stylist saying while she was cutting my hair. This is I do a, I do like 20 fades a day, but for some reason I'm just so excited to do this fade. And I was like, okay, cool, make sure it looks okay. I gotta live with this. And that's I, I got a fade. That was it. I don't rock a fade um pretty regularly anymore. Uh or even in that time. And then obviously the yes de resistance, the the cherry on top was in the side of my head they she carved the initials tgf into like the right hand side of my skull yeah and that was that was my haircut i just i was a i was a walking billboard for tgf hair salons after that point yeah i mean you mostly just wore a hat anyways so yeah i mean i had to wear a hat after that it was uh, that's what i remember i don't remember being very thrilled i remember feeling very just like oh they took off so much hair i'm actually well it's the summertime like. yeah yeah so that's <laughs> when when i was there uh they basically like again there was a fade but like honestly i feel like they just buzzed your whole head like <laughs> yeah like yeah there was probably yeah. a fade on the neck but i just remember like you were buzzed and uh yeah. the beard was just narrowed down really really sharp i mean hey she did a pretty good job but I don't think it's the right look, but she did a great job. Uh, oh, I agree. They, it, was, it was the wrong look <laughs> for me personally. But yeah, and then the chin strap and then the little points uh, at the corners at the corners of your mouth there. 
They look like devil horns. They look like I had devil horns yeah. on my chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's supposed to be dramatic, all right? That's I think that's why. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why they took off so much length as well because yeah. it's more it's more dramatic and it's more wow, look at this. Look at this after effect, you know, what whatever. A makeover. Um <laughs> But yeah, so you know, you got a haircut, you got letters carved into your uh, the side of your head, and um, yeah. I think I think the most I think the most hilarious part about this is that we knew um, we were gonna lose. Oh yeah, when we were before we went before even before his haircut was done, we were like we're gonna lose. Um, this. This kid, I'm gonna tee it up, but I won't because you were watching this haircut happen. Yes, I'm, I'll I'll tee it up, and then drive it home because this kid was like, I call it ten years old, maybe ten to twelve. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do him a little injustice, but a pretty derpy looking kid, you know, yeah. derpy looking guy, kind of dorky. Like he had these pretty thick glasses, and I'm like, I mean, Astros fans are gonna love. He's wearing an Astros shirt. Fans are gonna yeah. love him, whatever they do with it. Yeah. And then they think of the haircut that they're gonna do for him, and we're like, "It, it was. Do you want? Do you want to say? It? Do you want me to?" Oh, sure. Yeah. So they have this, you know, kind of normal, uh, you know, little nerdy-ish kind of just, just you know, normal, normal twelve-year-old awkwardness kind of vibes, and uh, you know, just as overgrown as Trafton was, like you know, like definitely yeah, needed he probably. needed a haircut just like Trafton did. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I, I feel like this was in like even before they started cutting they were talking about it and they decided uh Mohawk plus Astros logo for this kid and totally screwed. And yeah we're just like winner. And and we're, we're like oh that's what he's getting and he's the kid and he's like clearly more of an Astros fan than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. And we are at all. Yeah. Um, so, so, so we were, as I was watching Trafton get his haircut into whatever it came to be, we were also like, we're going to lose a hundred percent. There's no way this crowd is going to not, is not going to lose their minds when they see this kind of goofy looking kid with a Mohawk and the Astros yeah. logo. And they even put like, they had like red eyeshadow that they like colored it in when they cut it out. Man, you're right. And so they colored in the space with red and uh, yeah. yeah, we were, we were dead in the water and we were very uh, aware of it. But again, we were still, uh, you know, thrilled, thrilled for the experience and the fact that it's a story that uh, we can always have in our back pocket for just, I don't know, a weird thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we were dead in the water. We knew it upon seeing our contestants. This this other, the third contestant, this, you know, I don't know, 30-something lady got a, a haircut that looked like she got a friggin' haircut. Like, there's some, they did some twirls in it. And I actually remember her saying, her looking, standing up after it was done. She looked in the mirror and, like, looked at the stylist and was like, I'm probably going to have this, my regular stylist touch this up, like, sometime this week. And they are like, okay bummer yeah. i mean so i think it's i think it's really hard to make a lady's haircut like that dramatic without like 
completely butchering it, <laughs> you know, like unless you're gonna like shave the side of her head and put an Astros logo oh, like right into the side of it, like that's the winner. Oh, that's I mean, gonna be the winner. Maybe maybe if they did this in a more recent year, I mean, maybe some some gal could get a sick undercut or something sure. like that. That'd be dramatic yeah. and and cool. Yeah, but this was long before the Ellie Goulding uh, era of character. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like they, I remember they just like they cut the length and then they just like did some random curls or something in the front just to like make it kind of more different yeah. than it was because otherwise it would have just been like oh her hair's slightly shorter <laughs> yeah it's no different no different so that was we we go back up to our seats um and we wait for just the they pull us back in they've already taken the before and after photos they say like come back and to this area and the seventh inning stretch and you'll be you know voted on by the rest of the stadium and they show the photos yep. and lo and behold we lose to the derpy 10 year old um and we knew that was going to happen and the they didn't t at some point in time they probably told us but the the like winner got box seats to like a game later in the season and we're like well we're whatever we're like drive we're leaving tomorrow we're leaving in a couple of days so i actually they gave us as a consolation prize like two regular tickets yeah to another game later to the game of your choosing and we happily brought that back to our lovely hostess alice yeah and we're just like this thanks very much and we also have a great story here do you remember what else listen do you about remember it? what else we got no we got something else Wait, was it? We took a picture it, of it. Was it? A, I want to say it had something to do with hairstyling stuff. Yeah, it was a bunch of like. Am I wrong? It was a bunch of like soap and shampoo and like, <laughs> and like it was like a little gift basket of like toiletries and like hair products and stuff. I think we sent it to your sister or something like that, or like I remember we took a photo of it with us. Why would we send it? We should just leave. I don't remember with us in front of it. Yeah, we did a lot of really good like a double thumbs up photos on this throughout this summer yeah well um you know and i'm glad i'm glad we did and uh that's why i remember that it was a greenish it was a greenish gift basket and it had all bunch mm -hmm. of random random things in it and uh yeah that, that was that was the other consolation prize that we got for that. all right all right all right i believe it so all right well i mean we kind of started this story 10 steps into the ballpark like we were yeah you know pulled aside but we haven't done our normal uh, we made it to Minute Maid Park. What do you remember about the ballpark, Dan? First impressions. Um, I, I don't have any strong opinions. I think, yeah. honestly, I feel like the haircutting story has uh, just uh, obliterated any other significant memories I had from that park. I think... <laughs> I think it was it was good. It was like, you know, like, I have no major complaints. Uh, yeah. I can't even remember. I I didn't even mention it that much on the blog itself because we just talked about. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember more about like going into that weird locker room and mm -hmm. also just like yeah. your haircut more than anything else. Yeah, but it was indoor. I mean, uh <laughs> it was indoor. There's a there's a theme to this episode, yeah. which is that we saw two indoor ballparks, yeah. which again, looking back, thank the lord it was indoors because texas in the middle of the summer 
I remember being really friggin' hot. Well, I think for your second indoor stadium, you were much uh, calmer about this one. I was pleased. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, first, I had a story beside just baseball to think about. Yeah. Um, and so I do remember, I mean, I, I, I remember looking at this ball at the ballpark. And at that point in time, I think it's gone now, but like they had the, the center field, like hill that was like in play. Oh yeah. But you know, it, it had character to it. And like, it wasn't just, uh, an airport and yeah. like, like Arizona was like, they had the glass and there was like a train, some train tracks and like this tiny, like faux train that, yeah could ride whenever they hit a home run like there was character to this yeah look at looking at these pictures i i remember now that like yeah it, it does have like there's like that metal work kind of glass work in yeah. center field it was really cool then, yeah, yeah anything that changes the field of play i think is always interesting because that's the great thing about yeah. baseball parks is that they have different shapes and different yeah dimensions there's no standard and uh yeah i forgot about that mount in center field which is just kind of goofy but it's different and i think uh differences are good in baseball you know yeah i'm sad that they got rid of that but i also i think there was even a light pole in center field on that mound that was like in play and so there's an old video of like lance berkman of the astros like going up and like getting very close to hitting that light pole, which would have been just devastating for the Astros because he was such a, such a stud. Mm. And they were like, maybe we should, maybe we should get rid of the mound. Maybe we should get rid of the light pole. This is actually a kind of a health risk. Yeah. So I remember, I actually remember liking it. And again, yeah. all right, let's go, let's go to the games, both games. There's not much to recap here, folks, but um, Wednesday, June 13th, we get the night game. That's our TGS. Nope, DGF uh, game. The A's win 7-3 thanks to a five-run eighth inning. And the A's catcher Jason Kendall hits a solo home run. And I noted that mainly because we'll see him later, but he will not be in Oakland A at that point in time. Yeah. Game two is a day game, uh, Thursday, June 14th. And we even knew that we weren't going to care about this one as much we we don't even get seats we get standing room only tickets yeah and they're ten dollars and we're like we do you like the astros at the, the athletics no great cool so our boy jason kendall again singles home the winning run in the 11th inning off of our singles home bobby crosby of the oakland days and i like this one santiago casilla the a's gets the save we love to see that happen obviously santiago casilla goes on to be a great closer and reliever for the for my Giants. So those were the two games we saw in Houston. Obviously, momentous experiences that you remember, right? Yeah, I think the standing room only is pretty hilarious because we're just like, I guess we'll do it. Like, what else are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And it's also like it's standing room only for a stadium that we had just been to as well. So we're kind of just like, yeah, we've, we've seen it. And we've already did our walking around and like, exploring for most of it you know yeah and uh yeah. yeah so it's just another game that we went to and uh we went to it <laughs> i'm i'm almost positive we did not stay until the end of the, that second game even we're like no no need to stadium isn't changing i i hope a team a team will win this game at the end of it 
And I remember, so one unfortunate thing did happen that day. Thanks. Thanks to my writing the, in the blog. For, yeah. Reminding me, but we had forgotten the keys to Alice's house of leaving for the ballpark that morning. And so we left that game. We're like, yeah, we'll just go. I don't know. We should go back and hang out with Alice. Or no, she wasn't there that day. And we forgot the keys. So we're like, shoot, we're stranded. And it's Texas in June. I, I remember it being like the closest thing to like hamsters in, you know, a cage. Just like you have to go from like tube to tube, just like air conditioned being into air conditioned vehicle and the air conditioned area. Yeah. Um, so we we had to kill some time and I don't even remember what we did, but we we just like killed some time at a mall or something like that until Alice got back then. Yeah. I mean, I I would have never remembered that we like were kind of locked out for a certain amount of time. I I just, I just it's completely gone from my memory. Uh, yeah. But vaguely. No. Yeah. Vaguely. I remember driving around, I think <laughs> like we were driving in circles for a little bit and like just yep. finding something to do and kill time. Uh, but again, it was also just like. We were bored of the ballpark. Uh, you know, again, teams were not super invested yep. in ballpark. We uh, had seen already nothing more to see and already had a pretty uh, exhilarating experience the previous yeah the previous day. So, like, how do you top that? No, you don't. You just kind of get bored and you leave. Um, yeah. So we just wanted yeah. to, like, chill and we weren't able to chill, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I think we we like tried to go see a movie, but didn't even go see a movie. We just yeah hung out around a mall it was yeah like what do, what do you do if you go in you get pulled aside for uh for a competition in one game and then you go back to the same stadium the next day did we just like walk through and we're just like maybe it'll happen again yeah I, I, yeah it's hard to top it's it's really hard to follow that up and um i don't know it was on the schedule right it's a game we like wrote down yeah. as on the schedule Maybe we thought we'd still be jazzed for the stadium, but we definitely weren't. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember it being a great stadium, fun stadium. We did it. Check it off the box. Check, check it off the list. And our listeners are probably wondering, like, well, why didn't you go to Dallas? Like, the Rangers are just up the road. This was the first instance of they were out of town for, like, two weeks yeah. while we were here, and we weren't going to stick around in Texas for just seeing another game yeah um and driving up into dallas so we we knew our our next stretch was going to be moving on to the to the east coast and so that was houston real hot great great hospitality yeah got an amazing experience and we were able to gift two free tickets to our hostess um yeah and that was i mean that was kind of cool little little three-day stretch there yeah uh let's wrap it up by i mean we we end up driving out of Houston um, the next uh, on the fifteenth. After I think, I mean, so this is what this is what day six, seven, day seven of the road trip. Actually, I think it's day eight because we stayed three three days in Houston. Yeah, so day eight of the road trip, where we've seen at this point, I mean, like six six games, seven games in eight days. Yeah. We know we're going to Atlanta next, but we we're gonna have some fun later on, or we're gonna make some pit stops along the way, and also the drive from Phoenix to Texas, from Phoenix to Houston, like that was ridiculous. I mean, there's nothing in between Phoenix and Houston that we really want to hit, but we find a couple things between uh 
between Houston and Atlanta that we want to do. So that will be all for the next episode. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we, we also did hit in Houston uh, our regional fast food chain, Whataburger. Yep. I remember having a, having a good Whataburger. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember it was a, it was a pretty good burger, uh, you know, large, uh, substantial, pretty greasy, Huge. but you know, that's kind of what you sign up for. Um, and then the other thing too, is I remember like, I don't think we got a choice of drink size. They just give you a gigantic styrofoam cup and like, here's your soda. Yes. You mu- <laughs> I do remember, <laughs> forgot about that, but I remember there was two things that I was just like, first of all, it's huge. Yep. And second of all, there's no other thing than styrofoam yeah. that they are going to offer. Yes. And that was great. Yeah. That was just really something. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It was like a 32 ounce, just giant styrofoam cup. That was, that was my biggest memory of, of Whataburger, I think. Yeah. I remember being a, a, a good burger. Yeah. Thanks to Whataburger. So with that, I think let's, let's, let's call it an episode shout out to our unofficial sponsors whataburger burger uh chain in houston texas all right thanks for listening and look for more episodes on spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and we will see you next time